as much as I work in, in marketing, I'm not a heavy sales person personally, even though I know how important it is. And so stories have been really fundamental to that. A lot of the content that I create and share on my blog and through my social channels, they're very much about that helping and sharing um, and knowing that that leads to selling down the track rather than than trying to, to sell from the outset. There are people who are absolutely smashing it, um, but generally they've put in a lot of work over a lot of years that we don't always see, and we see them as being these like overnight successes, but they've been working really hard um, to build up that online presence. Hello and welcome to episode 83 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that delivers practical insights to help you unlock your brand story and supercharge your business. I'm Amelia Veal, small business owner and storytelling superhero. Here at Narrative Marketing, we are passionate about the power of telling stories to help us learn and connect and also to build business relationships that drive sales. As consumers, we are now accessing increasing amounts of digital content across more platforms and on more devices. How, when and by whom your content is accessed can now be tracked and analysed in many clever ways. Yet many businesses are overwhelmed when tasked with understanding data to improve communication. With a background in web design and digital strategy, Erica Stacey, founder of Scout Digital, has built her business to help prepare her clients to do their best online. In a constantly evolving digital world, Erica increasingly found that it is training that businesses need. So her business now delivers a range of half-day digital courses, including Google Analytics, SEO, and social media advertising. In today's episode of Be The Drop, we discuss the value of data and its relationship to storytelling, and Erica reveals how to avoid feeling swamped by the ever-changing digital world. This is Erica's version of Be The Drop. To deliver you with even more value from this podcast episode, we have created a Facebook group called Brand Storytelling Superheroes. I am very excited that in the next few weeks, I will be launching in this group a free storytelling program that will help you learn how to make your business story engaging and inspiring. This program suits anyone looking to inject new energy into their brand through the power of storytelling. If this sounds like you, head over to Facebook and join the Brand Storytelling Superheroes group and access our free resources. Well, thank you so much, Erica, for joining me at the next episode of Be The Drop. Thank you very much for having me, Amelia. It's wonderful to be here today. Well, I'm very excited because you are our first guest in our new headquarters with our new Kapow son. <laughs> it's very impressive. Oh, so this is, this is exciting times and I'm really glad that you could join me. Yeah, thanks. So to get us started, um, you've got a couple of items of significance. So I'd like you to explain them and the connection that you have with them and to your audience. Yeah, absolutely. I'm tucked away in my pocket here. Um, so I have brought two along today, which are different but kind of related as well. Um, so the first is a compass. Um, I actually own lots of compasses and it's 
a key part of the Scout logo. So the actual core Scout logo is a um, compass. Within my business, a core part is strategy. And really a strategy is just a plan from how you're gonna get to A to B. And if you don't know where B is, you don't really know what you need to do on the way to get there. So the compass is a reminder for me for that. Um, the second item is, it's a little dragonfly ornament. I got it at a um, market in Bali when I was there last year for a coding boot camp. Again, I love dragonflies. I always have for some reason. They're a symbol of change and self-realization um, because of their ability to change direction really quickly. But to me, that actually ties in really nicely with the idea of strategy because you can know where you want to go, but you also have to be willing and open to change if you find out that you're going in the wrong direction. So they're my oh, two fantastic. items I've got along today. So you've told us a little bit about the strategy side. How about you fill in a bit more about Scout Digital, what you're doing and what your hopes is for that company? Oh, wonderful. I've been running Scout for coming up to five and a half years now. Um, came out of digital agencies and um, design studios prior to that. Um, so I was seeing a lot of businesses who didn't necessarily have the budget and didn't have the knowledge and capacity to do what they wanted to do with their website, with social media, with email. Um, and that's where I was able to kind of fill in the blanks and either help develop strategies for them, um, provide training and get them on their way. Um, or for some businesses who wanted to outsource it, I was doing that for them as well. Um, the business has adjusted more so, again, changing direction. <laughs> so with um, client needs over the years, and we're focusing more and more on the training space. So we have people from a whole range of areas coming along to our half day training courses. Um, they may be business owners who are actually wanting to get skills in um, digital marketing, social media marketing, Google Analytics, SEO themselves. As a marketer myself and, and with our team, like we watch the, the digital landscape and like sometimes in horror because, you know, we work in this industry and we are still like, you know, overwhelmed at times. I mean, today Jojo, um, our content writer, is attending one of your training sessions, which is exciting. We look forward to hearing about that and, you know, looking at into the, that depth of murky world of things like Facebook advertising, which we do and we provide, but it's so constantly changing that for us, we need to be constantly training. How do you take people through that journey and how does it help? It would really be for me going back to that idea of strategy because it is incredibly overwhelming and I find it overwhelming. Over the years, I've been recognising that my ability to keep on top of everything is becoming more and more challenging as well because it's growing and growing. And even on the way here today, I was listening to a podcast um, all about chatbots, <laughs> bits and pieces, and that's an area that I haven't even dipped the toe into yet. <laughs> so it's one of those things where I have to make that decision about, is this something that I need to do? Is this actually part of my strategy? Is it relevant? I have a huge love of learning and if somebody could pay me to just learn stuff all day, that would be my ultimate dream job. <laughs> um, but it really is about picking those skills and areas that are most relevant to our goals. I literally just was talking about this last week on a Facebook Live about the chatbots, or it might have been the week before. I think it's so important to not get distracted by shining new things and what is the new and latest and greatest. So can you talk me through how you, uh, you know, provide advice to clients and through the training um, about 
how do people figure out which shiny thing is the thing they should look at, you know, and how many shiny things, you know, how do, how do businesses who, you know, and they may have a marketing background, but they might not, how do they know these things? It really comes back to goals first and foremost is talking to, at the start of any strategy, identifying what those business goals are. And I try and cut out jargon as much as possible. I know it slips in every now and then because mm -hmm. it becomes a bit second nature. Um, but with a lot of the clients I work with, they don't think about lead generation. Um, and often starting off with that, particularly for those who are looking to attract more of those leads mm -hmm. through their website, is actually doing a benchmark um, audit or report, first of all, mm -hmm. of what's happening on their website because they often have an expectation. They think they know what people are doing online. They think they know how people are finding them. But if they have something like Google Analytics installed on their site, we can actually go, okay, this is what people are doing on your site at the moment. Mm. Here are some measures we can put in place to track how they're finding you, who's making inquiries, what times of the day, mm. all those types of things. And let's use that information coupled with what you want to achieve from your goals, merge them together to create a strategy and identify which areas are going to be most relevant for you. That's a whole nother Pandora's box <laughs> as well is analytics and data within the digital world. Sounds amazing when you're talking about that, like, like yes, let's do that. But I mean, I know I've worked on those processes and it's not always straightforward. So what sort of advice do you give then for where to start? It's going to sound a bit repetitive, but going back to those goals and those objectives, those ones that are actually specific and measurable and making sure it's really clear that, okay, this is what we're going to do. So mm. if we do want to be getting more um, inquiries through the forms on our website and we're investing time in Facebook ads or we're investing time in email, we need to make sure we have a Facebook conversion pixel on the website so that we can um, ensure we know if people have come from one of our um, ads and completed one of our forms and we can make that connection. I mean, one of the things I see with people who use Google Analytics a lot is, I mean, I love Google, Google Analytics, but you can get lost down the rabbit hole of just mm. clicking on reports. And sometimes I wish you could remove certain reports because it's like Google will visualize data in every single way they can because they can. And not every report is gonna be relevant to every person. So, but if we can go back to those goals and go, do we want to actually, you know, is our goal to get more traffic to the website and from that get more leads? Let's focus on the quantity of visits we're getting to the website and the quality of visits. We don't need to look at all these other reports. Then, like, if we kind of try and wrap that information back into, you know, a communication that connects, creating powerful messaging, you know, really engaging your audience, what is that direct link that you see between that? How do we use that data to then shape those messages? That really is the key. I mean, there's a quote that I've been using in a few of my presentations and training courses recently from W. Edwards Denning. He's a statistician. I was reading about him yesterday, American statistician. Um, and he came up with this quote that um, without data, you're just another person with opinions. And it turned out Forbes has actually kind of flipped on its head in an article and they say, without opinions, you're just another person with data. So what we really need to do is combine the two and have those data and the opinions. Because the thing with data is, you know, any piece of software these days can deliver you the data. You don't actually need a lot of skills to click into your Facebook page and sites to open up analytics and have all of the numbers there. Um, the skills are then really coming through that interpretation of the data 
and being able to develop those opinions and recommendations. One of the big things that we often see and has come up in a few of the examples recently, looking at websites again with the different, uh, various different traffic channels that bring people to the website. And often people stop at just looking at the overview screen and you go, okay, we've got um, 1,100 sessions in the last month and people spent an average of two pages and spent an average of one and a half minutes on site or something like that. But then we can drill down that a little bit further and go, well, of that, you know, 50% came from organic search, certain percentage came from email, certain percentage came from social media. And when you look even closer, you can see things like, well, actually, now that we focus on that social media component, they might have only brought 10% of traffic to the site. But those people spent five minutes on the site. They were looking at seven different, like seven pages mm. and they ended up you know, downloading a file or subscribing for email. That demonstrates when we're looking at that level that that's a much more highly engaged audience, mm. which can then influence the strategy. Well, actually, how can we get more people from social media? Because mm. one of the big things is people just want you know, more traffic or more traffic from search engines, which I'm a big fan of SEO as well. But if you don't have the ability to drill down to that level and see where is our best quality mm. of traffic coming from, or I mean, I found out recently when I was doing my own little website audit that um, I get really engaged users from email and I don't do nearly enough emails. Like One thing you said, actually, it was, a, it was a little while back when you were talking, you use the word language a lot and making sure that when you're communicating, you're understanding people's language and talking their language. Something that I'm really passionate around as well is the story and the story that you use around that language. So I'm really interested within your business or training is telling your story something that's woven into that. It is, it is. And it's something, I mean, listening to your podcast has certainly helped me <laughs> understand how much I need to improve that as well, because it's something that's kind of subtly there, but I've realised I can be amping it up in certain ways. Um, and there's probably two main aspects to it. So first of all, like we, as far as our brand story goes, we have, you know, we're called Scout and I've always loved that parody and play on the idea of Scout. So that's a big, big part of the brand story. The reason I chose that business name in the first place was because, you know, I had identified my varied skill set and I was thinking, you know, as Scouts, you earn lots of different badges for having lots of different skills. And that's what I felt like I was as well. Like I, I know quite a bit about, you know, SEO and about Google Analytics and about social media. I wasn't um, more of a generalist in that area rather than a specialist. And I can see the need for other marketers to pick up those little bits of skills and that's what we're doing now with our training courses and we actually do give people badges every time they complete one of our training courses they get a little badge I like that. <laughs> so Jojo will bring hers, hers back this <laughs> afternoon um, so so yeah you know we've got scouts we've got scout badges we're all about doing our best it's all about you know and that's the kind of language that I'll use and I mean and personally the I mean, I'm very open with, you know, when I'm running my training courses about the experience I've had. I've, digital was very, very small mm. when I was at high school. I think we had one computer in the library that we yeah. used to. Facebook and, um, didn't exist. Oh, God, no. <laughs> um, so, and that's something that I'm really open with people, just going, look, this is things that I've learnt and I'm always learning. And it happened in the, in the training course I was, I was giving last week because I'm quite open with people just saying, you know, Google Analytics is changing all the time. And sometimes I log in, to give a training session and something has changed <laughs> and I'll let people know I've never seen this before but I've realized that being being very real and authentic about that with pe with the people I work with actually makes them a lot more comfortable mm -hmm. as well because it is 
it is a really overwhelming area and I think a lot of people and particularly people who may have worked as more traditional marketers and having to get into digital can get quite overwhelmed. When you work in a field that's constantly changing, mm. it's pretty difficult to call yourself an expert. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, you're saying, okay, in a way it's painting, we're all human. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, you're opening up Google Analytics, oh, there's something new. Like that idea that we should all know everything and be on top of everything is to me completely unattainable. What I'm also interested in is then, you know, does sharing those sorts of experiences, sharing that your journey of knowledge, your story about that, does that help lead into driving sales? You know, does that connect back in to the loop of getting, you know, getting people to join the, the training course in the first place? You know, how is that woven? Is, is story something that's woven into part of your sales funnel? As much as I work in, in marketing, I'm not a heavy salesperson personally, even though I know how important it is. And so stories have been really fundamental to that. A lot of the content that I create and share on my blog and through my social channels, they're very much about that helping and sharing um, and knowing that that leads to selling down the track rather than than trying to, to sell from the outset. I think sometimes businesses might go, oh, well, I'm going to invest in Facebook advertising. I've spent, you know, my $500 or whatever it might be and expect an immediate response. I mean, certainly there are those short-term gains for people in certain businesses and if you're selling a certain, you know, particular product. For a lot of us that are, you know, people are either making a big investment, whether it is financial or more of a relationship, because when they do come on board with a marketing or a communications professional, essentially we're developing a relationship with them and they're going to have to work with us for a certain amount of time. Um, so that, that can take take a bit longer mm. to build that relationship. And there are people who are absolutely smashing it, um, but generally they've put in a lot of work over a lot of years that we don't always see. Mm. And we see them as being these like overnight successes, but they've been working really hard um, mm. to build up that online presence, but also doing a lot of you know, real life work and real life networking and relationship building. Yeah, and I love that, like thinking about that big picture mix, you know, the marketing mix mm. and, and the different, yeah elements of that. So for you, what are the key elements in yours? Where are, where are your main presences? Our website and blog like really are the biggest channels and are, are the hub there. So um, we share a lot of a lot of resources through the blog and that drives a lot of traffic and, and is a really big touchstone for the community. Mm. And then beyond that, it really is the, the big four. So our Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram and Twitter, um, but probably more so Facebook and Instagram they are much more visual platforms. Mm. There's a lot more people on there, um, a lot more of our kind of people, mm. and they've been very like quick and easy to share updates to and moving more quickly. So that's yeah. probably where we're, we're spending most of our time at the moment and getting the most results. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Erica. I've learned a lot and I love talking about this. I feel like I could talk to, with you on marketing things for a long time, but we do need to finish. So in conclusion, could you please share with me Erica's Be The Drop tip? Thankfully, I have prepared for this one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, my, my tip is, and this is something that comes up in the training that I do a lot, um, and it is definitely a communication tip, but it's more that like, there is no such thing as a stupid question. And I think we need to be more vulnerable and be more confident, mm. more confident in asking stupid questions, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because there is, there is so much information out there. And I think if we keep pretending that we know everything, we're probably going to miss out. So I've 
I've been fortunate to be able to develop my skills from, I've asked so many stupid questions over the years because I've thankfully had access to people who had more knowledge than me and they've been so generous with their time. So I think if you mm. if you um, think that you might know but need clarification or absolutely don't know, just ask the question mm. of someone, open yourself up um, because you're going to come out a lot better off for it mm. and gain some type of knowledge or have a great conversation about it yeah. um, if both of you are learning. So. Oh, fantastic. That is a great tip. I really like that. Thank no you worries. so much for joining Thank me, Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Thanks. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Be The Drop. Don't forget to subscribe in order to ensure you never miss one of our weekly episodes. Be The Drop is produced by Narrative Marketing where we believe that stories connect individuals and that powerful storytelling can positively impact the world. It is our mission to help unlock the power of story through this podcast and the range of products and services that we offer. To unleash your storytelling superpower, visit narrativemarketing.com.au or check out our social links in the show notes. To get in touch with any specific comments, you can email me via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time. Mm -hmm.